Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 273. I'm not Colin or Schmitty, I'm Zoner. I'm not Zoner, I'm Zook. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of came out, I don't know, it just, you know me. Now that we've gotten that taken care of, if this is someone's first time ever listening to the show, they're going to be really confused. They're like, what the heck? Who is this moron click? Or, sorry, uh, yeah, click with the mouse button. Okay. Yeah, they don't hang up on us, dude. Um, hey, we are brought to you by our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio, stitcher.com, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, and Eagle Moss Limited. We are brought by so lots. many sponsors. Yes, all the sponsors. Yes, they sponsor all the things, and if mm-hmm. by all the things, I mean stolen droids. Then yes, yeah. So we have um, feedback. Sweet. What's angry, possibly drunk, and red-haired? Well, that'd be our friend Paul over in Scotland. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Sorry, Paul. I'm just going to apologize right now. Sorry about that, dude. If Hollywood has taught me anything, it's that everyone over there have red hair, they're all drunk, and they're very violent. Uh, No, that's the Irish that are drunk and violent, isn't it? I think the Scots are, too. No, the Scots have, have honor, like Braveheart. It doesn't mean they're not drunk and violent. They're, the two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Paul, are you drunk and violent? Let us know. Or if honorable you are violent, and drunk and violent. If, if you are violent, just let Zook know, because I want no part of that. I'm soft. Well, he he might be, because um, this is a follow-up from last week's talk about Brexit. So we posted the episode a day late, uh, Tuesday morning. Um, first thing in the morning, I posted it. And I swear the episode had been up for like five minutes and I got this in the inbox. So, um, so the vote happened, but it's not over for Scotland. If you see the map attached, every single Scottish constituency voted to stay in the EU. One of the main political campaigns of the UK government during the Scottish referendum was that staying part of the UK would project our place in Europe. The Scottish government are now in talks with the EU to try and maintain, remain as part of the 500 million market. This is almost a certainty that if not successful, then Scotland will push for a second independence referendum. The sad thing is, is that in 30 years, I lived through two referendums, both close calls as around 45 to 55 and 48 to 52, meaning that in both cases, almost half of the voting population are unhappy with the result. Paul, welcome to our system. Um, I have no love for the EU's laws and, frankly, sometimes dumb decisions, but that really isn't the point in being a member state. The point is free trade and free movement with access to half a billion people. The only reason I believe the EU doesn't work is because of the euro. Prior to the inception of a unified currency, countries like Spain and Greece were able to allow their currency to devalue, which in turn increased tourism. Now locked in a unified and normalized currency, they're stuck in a currency of averages. Maybe I'll move to Canada. Thanks, Paul. And that's Can- a very... Can- Canada is nice. Canada is nice. It's like America light, as I discovered. Um, this is really helpful because, again, 
Zahner doesn't live in the UK. I don't live in the UK. It's, you know, this is the first thing we've heard from someone actually living in a country that is affected by this. Well, no, I've got that friend in London that I spoke with, but other than uh, her. Yeah, but, yeah we're, we're getting that like secondhand, though. If she wants to write in. <laughs> I know I'm serious. I will. I, you, listeners know us by now. We'll read pretty much anything on the air, so long as it doesn't just go into a litany of profanity. And even but then, we're always, yeah. Even then, we'll probably still read it. Um, <laughs> I just get to break out my beep buzzer again. So, yeah, because Paul has written before about some of the stupid. Like he was the one that brought to our attention. Uh, how the EU has that really stupid regulation on how powerful your vacuum can be. <laughs> I, I remember him writing us about that. Um, I can't remember what I ate a couple days ago, but I can remember our feedback from listeners. It's weird. But so we know that he doesn't love the EU and its need to have everything regulated. But, yeah, it's that access to the market and free trade and workforce that, yeah, that's the one that scares everyone. And, I, and I'll and i still stand by my earlier assessment. It's those things that are really affecting the stock market and the tech industry, especially right now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, though, because I saw a story, I think it was two nights ago, and I don't know where I saw it. It was a legitimate news source, though. And I... I had to double check to make sure I wasn't reading the onion. So it wasn't but, like take America org. No, no. But apparently the EU had, uh, just within the last day or two of me reading this. So this week, uh, passed a law say prohibiting bottled water manufacturers from saying that water uh, it, drinking water helps prevent dehydration because they did a three-year study. Uh, who knows how many millions of dollars? And the conclusion at the end of this three-year study is that water does absolutely nothing to prevent you from dehydrating. Yeah. Let's be honest. We all know the EU's regulations are insane i I mean i I saw that and i thought you know i think the uk was on to something when they said let's get out of this nonsense (laughs) i I, well it's like what we talked about we we talked about it a lot last week we don't need to go in for another 25 minutes 30 minutes like we did last week but if they had tried to make the eu a hundred years ago 200 years ago um they'd be much further along but as it is, it's kind of like, you know, when America started, we were 13 colonies. Everything was simpler. There wasn't a need to regulate pillow material because it, it's 200 years ago and you're lucky if you had a pillow. Versus if you imagined the U.S. being 50 independent nations that now in 2016 decided, hey, we should get together and become one country. It would be at, uh, we would be facing the same thing. We would have some insane regulations, yeah. just getting fifty different states to agree. So I don't deny that the EU's regulations are stupid sometimes. But yeah, Zahner and I were talking about this earlier this week. Scott Adams, um, the 
illustrator and writer for Dilbert, the comic strip. He has a theory called the slow moving uh, disaster. And he in it, he basically says that humans are very, very good at sidestepping slow moving disasters. When something is on the horizon that we know will come and will ruin us. We are very, very good at taking the necessary steps to move out of the way of said disaster. And that this Brexit may be one of those things where it is a disaster, where it has the potential to utterly ruin an entire nation. But it'll take long enough to happen that they'll, they'll move out of the way. They'll, they'll change some things so that when it actually happens, it won't be nearly as impacting as we're thinking now. And then Zahra and I agreed, and again, this is why we don't do a political show, because in the end we agree very quickly, that everyone will look back, completely forget the panic that was there at the time, and go, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, we don't need to learn from this. We can just go on and do it again, because it wasn't so bad last time. Yeah, and he likened it to the Y2K bug, which, if you are old enough to recall, was going to bring the end of mankind as we know it. I mean, and... When the clock struck midnight on January 1st, 2000, I didn't see anything explode out my window. I mean, life just went on like it does every other night when my clock strikes midnight. And a lot of that's because of all of the planning. I I heard something today. The Brexit thing's not going to happen if it actually does happen for at least two years. This is slow moving. People are going to get out of the way. It's going to it's going to be like Y2K all over again. Now, to be fair, I think you and I can both agree. I think everyone with half a brain on earth can agree if no planning is done. Oh, it's going to be make, all sorts of ugly. Oh, it will be hilariously ugly. But um yeah, if 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 no one does anything for the next 2 years to prepare for the Brexit, Oh my gosh, it will be mildly horrifying and kind of entertaining to watch everything over there just blow up. Yeah, except I've got some of my 401k and foreign funds. i got to get out before that happens. Well, I'm saying <laughs> you can still get ready in the next two years. You can, just not them. Yeah. So, thanks for your email, Paul. If you guys have feedback you'd want us to uh, talk about and discuss ad nauseum, uh, it's feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Um, into uh, our headlines, and our first one is also a follow-up from last week. Uh, we discussed very briefly, because the headline had just popped up when we were recording last week, about Google's new non-Nexus phone. And now we have some details not really. Yeah, apparently they're getting into the hardware game. Is that right? Am I understanding this? Well, okay. So, Droid Life is running this article, running off of a source at the Telegraph. And to be fair, that, it's not just Droid Life. We have seen this in other places. Right, but everyone's going off of that one source. Yes, Multiple sites are all going off of the one source. So I think we can file this under rumor. But they're saying that Google is working on a Google-branded phone that'll be 100% controlled by Google, but it won't be a Nexus phone and should arrive by the end of the year. 
that isn't a lot to go off of. Yeah, I, whoa, I don't know. I mean, why, why? <laughs> they say it's to fix fragmentation issues, but Nexus Only if phones, everyone buys it. Yeah, Nexus phones already get updates first, for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions, but Nexus devices are basically Google devices. They're just, they outsource the hardware. They outsource the manufacturing to a reputable company. And yeah. so I, and, I don't know. And, and Google's done this before with like the Pixel C, uh, which is their tablet slash Chromebook slash amazing Ultrabook that then got just absolutely shown the door by the uh, Surface book. But I think the big problem here and the big reason why I don't see this actually happening, and I may be eating my words by the end of the year. It may happen. But I don't see this being very successful, not because Google can't do it, but because it takes a whole different beast to be a hardware manufacturer. Oh, yeah. I mean, Microsoft has been in the business almost as long as anyone. Apple's been in it the longest. Uh, with the old Apple II and Apple II C's and two E's and the Macintosh computers back before anyone was even thinking about a smartphone. Uh, Microsoft's been in it for a while as well, too, not with necessarily computers themselves. So they do have the surfaces, but they've had their own hardware. Google hasn't. Well, Google's got like the Chromecast and Google Home. They've got a few hardware, the Nexus Q. Is that what oh, yeah. that was? Oh, yeah, that was... Mm. Google and, TV and they just never about make it themselves. Logitech. They never make it themselves. They get someone else to make it for them, and then they brand it. Yeah. But, and that's fine, but give me an example of Google-branded hardware that was always kept as up-to-date as your Nexus 5 was. I can't think of any other than the Chromecast that have even been around as long as my Nexus 5 was. It takes a, <laughs> it takes a big infrastructure it to does. get hardware out on time and on, on schedule, on price, and then continue supporting it. It takes an entire infrastructure that I don't think Google has ever actually invested in. So if Google does come out with a Google phone that is entirely Google branded that isn't a Nexus I don't foresee it really being a huge player in the market. It'll probably be one of those. It'll be like the one plus one was when it first launched. Hey, is that that really cool new one plus one? Yeah. How do you like it? Oh, I love it. It's a great phone. Great. Are you going to buy the one plus two when it comes out? No, I never got updates. I, I, I have an LG now. Well, which I by the it's... way, totally on a tangent. That is exactly what happened to the two people I know who had one plus ones. They did not go back for the OnePlus 2s. Well, I've never bought an HTC phone after my first experience with them. Um, so, yeah, I, I've never bought another one. But I, I think it's going to be a little bit more than that, though, Zook. Because, uh, you know, you've got the Google fanboys that are almost as passionate as the Mac cultists. And, you know, Schmidty's not here, so I can say that. <laughs> but there, I mean, you've got a lot of people that'll go out and buy it just because it's a Google branded phone or a Google phone. Sure. Sure. And um, if Google 
does a halfway decent job, there's going to be more. And we know that Google can get updates out. We know, you know, they can do that. But the question is, is the hardware going to be quality? Is it going to meet the needs of the market? And I think if it does, then I think it's going to be a serious player. Can it do Samsung Pay? Dude, Probably I can't not. even use Android Pay. I keep seeing, I think Android Pay just launched in like a, with 115 new banks this week. I still can't use it because nobody around here accepts it. Yeah, It's ridiculous. Um, it, it's quickly becoming the truth that the best things about Android are not from Google. Well, I think so, it's always been that way, though. You look at the early days of Android... When you had like Cyanogen out there pushing ROMs nightly, and I know they still do, but you know all these all these modders and all these ROM developers, they were doing stuff with the phones that Google didn't bake into Android, and so eventually Android has evolved with a lot of those features. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very but, very true. In all honesty, it's still happening. The modders and the ROM developers are still out there doing stuff, and it just keeps getting baked into Android as it as it progresses. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see if this rumor shakes out. If it does shake out, I don't foresee it being a huge success. I see it being one of those almost boutique phones that you rarely see, but when you do see it, it seems really nice. Like the $17,000 iPhone? Not quite that way. It's like a Nexus <laughs> 6. The Nexus 6, when it first launched, and even to this day, great phone. People who have it, love it. Yeah. How often do you see one? I don't think I ever have. Or the, the, the there's the 6P and the 5X. I've never seen either because T-Mobile doesn't carry them. Yeah, I've seen the 6, and the people who have it love it. But you just don't see them very often. And I foresee no, a Google-branded phone being like that. Um, moving on uh, into HTC. So a while back, I kept saying HTC when I meant LG. When we were talking about Motorola coming out with the new Moto mods, those things that slap onto the back of the new, uh, the new really slim Moto phone. Yeah. Well, this time I mean to say HTC. When I say HTC, I mean HTC. When they first said, hey, we're going to have VR, because why not? And we're all sitting there going, huh? That's random. Well, they came out with the Vive, and the Vive is now like on par with the Oculus. It's actually really gaining traction. People are really liking it. There's a demand for it. And almost sensing this level of success... HTC has decided to spin Vive off into a separate entity. Why? Well, because when HTC inevitably fails, which I'm sure they're bracing for, and they don't want to... That's their mobile phone division that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're hemorrhaging money like crazy. Yeah. Um, when, when that breaks down and when it gets bought up by, I don't know, ZTE... Um, they'll probably want to keep the Vive and their gaming plat system off on its own. And they can't do that if it's still under HTC's mobile phone division. 
So nothing says that you believe in this future of your company, like selling off its best assets right away. Yeah, you know, it's funny because that was actually my first thought when I saw this story uh, a few days ago is they're preparing for their phone business to go down and they're trying to protect what has value at the moment. Yep. Um, I don't know. On one hand, it's not really that surprising. HTC hasn't put out a decent phone I can't say that. Not decent, because they've put out a decent phone, but they haven't remained competitive against other flagships and other decent phones for a while now. It's not hard to find a decent Android phone. Why is that, do you think? Because, like, for a long time, I mean, my first Android phone was a HTC Droid Incredible 2. It was a great phone, Mm -hmm. but then they never updated it, and it just slowly died. As phones you know, will do. that's a good question. That's a great question because I don't know. For the life of me, I think simply put, Samsung accelerated too fast. HTC couldn't keep up with Samsung. It's not that HTC couldn't keep up with HTC. Each phone seemed like a decent release. Uh, sure, you had the one M7, the one M8, and the one M9, and they didn't seem like too much of a improvement off the previous year but they weren't horrible phones no actually the m7 was a really good phone i know a couple people who had them and they loved them but then the m8 came out and it was more of the same it was kind of like apple what they do oh Mm -hmm. yes here is a new iphone the letters have changed the numbers have changed and then the m9 came out and by that point it was like nobody cared right it's like oh okay And I think that was the problem, that LG hit on something really magical with their G2, and their G3 expanded on it in every way that's good. The G3 is overall a 100% improvement over the G2, and the G2 was already a solid phone, right? And then the G4 came out, and it was like a 50% improvement over the G3, And so LG hit on a really good concept and kept building on that. Samsung hit on a good concept and let it be, and then hit on another good concept, then let it be, then kind of played the backseat for a couple of years, then came out with just an absolute, you know, doorbuster, and then came out with another doorbuster. I think they were just accelerating too fast, and HTC couldn't keep up. So... Yeah, yeah, that's, this is that's what interesting. That that's an interesting way to look at it because I hadn't really considered the fact that it's not necessarily that HTC and LG and whomever else aren't doing their job. It's just that Samsung is doing their job so much better than these other companies. Mm-hmm. And, and as if to really put a pin in that. Uh, LG, do we even have this headline? I could have sworn I posted it, but I don't find it. The G5 problems? Yeah, there's uh, problems with the sales. Um, Sales completely missed the mark. People are not buying it in the numbers that LG had really hoped for, and heads are rolling. Uh, uh, They've let go of quite a few executives because it's a hot mess. The thing is just an absolute mess. You think they're going to be able to recover? Probably. This is LG we're talking about. 
So if the flagship isn't selling real well, pimp the crap out of the mid-level phones and just try again with the next flagship. Well, they do have the name recognition, and so you can get away with that. Same with Samsung. I mean, I've bought You can get away with it Samsung. for maybe a year. You, you yeah. can get away with it for one retail cycle. But if you don't deliver yeah. on the next one... Then you're that's, that's HTC. <laughs> or yes. BlackBerry. Speaking of... <laughs> so... Not to beat, shoot, and run over a dead horse, but when's the last time BlackBerry had a real hit of a phone? I don't even. I don't even remember. It's it, ten years. It would have been the last been version of the curve. Yeah, I think so. It would have had to have been the last version of the curve. That one was a real commercial success. It was well-built. It was well-loved. It was just overall lauded. People loved that phone. John Krasinski, I think, did the commercials for it. They actually had commercials for it. Yeah, yeah. I bring this up because you'd think after the Passport, the Priv, the BlackBerry 1 or Classic or whatever it was, the BlackBerry Ferrari Porsche, so expensive you can't buy it edition, um, the playbook, the everything else, the one that you and I beta tested that we, we played with that we, I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. I'm sitting here racking my brain, but wow, that was a horrible phone. <laughs> so obviously, and then last year, last week we talked about how John Chen, CEO of BlackBerry said that he is now willing to entertain the idea of licensing out their security software and services to save the company. Right. Someone needs to send his notes down to the people in his R&D because they're talking about making three new Android phones. Uh, their names are interesting. They're Neon, noble gases. Argon and Mercury. Yeah, they're all they're all well no, Mercury's not a noble gas, is it? Um, I don't know. With them hey, being gases though, is Mercury does that a noble mean- gas? Does that mean that they are vaporware? <laughs> That's funny. I think mercury is just a metal. Yeah, mercury behaves similarly to noble gases. So they didn't even get that right. The, the, the noble gases are uh, helium, neon, radon, krypton, argon. They couldn't even get this right. You had one job. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I think it's interesting. This article here says that as with Priv, there's a lot writing on these phones, namely BlackBerry's continued existence as a hardware manufacturer. Yeah. Okay. So everything. How is this company still in business? We it's a comedy of errors. Ago. And I said, I, I said, I remember very clearly that John Chen deserves a medal for everything he did 
to keep Blackberry's head above water. He sold real estate. He sold patents. He closed deals. He did whatever he could to get positive cash flow again into the company. And sure, they didn't have a lot to their name, but they were still going. Right? They were still flying, and that was enough for them to, to throw in the Firefly reference. <laughs> and then they release a crappy phone. And it's like, no, 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 no. After you make that huge play, okay, after your war buddy crawls onto the wire to protect you, you don't immediately stand up and get shot. You make his sacrifice worth something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nice analogy. But no. No, John Chen crawled through a freaking minefield to protect his people, and his people stood up like meerkats and got mowed down. <laughs> I'm so just then, picturing a bunch of Canadians popping up on their... <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? Going for the dukes. graphic imagery here. So then over the next two years, he's doing it all over again. He is back in that minefield. He is trying to keep the company from just blowing apart. Hey, let's release three phones this time because we didn't do it well enough with the one. Oh, man. Maybe they're just playing the odds. They figure, you know, with one. There's no way people can hate all three of them. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes, actually, they can. I and they're going to be Android based, which you know has not gone over well with the Priv. That's still a stupid name. Every time I see that, I want to say Perv. Um, but yeah, it yeah, was originally is, like the, the the Venice. That was its code name. They should have kept it Venice. They should have. Doesn't make me feel dirty to say. But yeah, I mean, I, what are they thinking? I don't even know what they're thinking. And the interesting thing is, they're five-inch screens. Two of them have a five-inch screen. One has a four-and-a-half-inch screen. So it's not like they're coming out with like substantially different pieces of hardware. And granted, the specs are a bit different, but it's not like it's not like you're coming out with an iPhone or a compared to a Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, they're, and a five-inch phone can work. We just talked about it before we hit record here. That uh, I'm happy. I'm very happy with my S7. It's a five-inch screen. I agree. I love it. Yeah, if it wasn't an excellent phone, the five-inch screen would probably feel limiting. But, but you know, I've I've used a five-inch screen for years with my Nexus Five, and I lo- I think it's about the perfect size screen. But I have little hands. And so, you know what they say about people with little hands? Small little gloves. gloves. Yep, yes. little gloves. Okay, um, let's move on to uh, some other Android news. It's little news, but Android N has an official name now, and it is Nougat. Surprise! I'm not surprised. Um, who, who is surprised by this? I know that everyone was thinking, oh, well, they're going to do another Kit Kat, and they're going to... They're going to strike up a deal with Nutella, and we're going to have Android Nutella, and there's going to be Nutella promotion. Ooh, Nutter Butter. Dang, now I'm That would have been a good one, right? I love Nutter Butter. But I'm kind of confused by this one, because nougat, to me, is not a dessert. It's an ingredient in candy bars, but it's not 
a dessert. But maybe I'm just I'm probably just being nitpicky. I probably am. And that's okay. I'll 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 take that that I'm just being nitpicky. <laughs> you know, it's like for Android H, they should have done like high fructose corn syrup instead of honeycomb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> red number 40. Yeah, that'll be Android R, red 40. Xanthan gum. <laughs> Yeah, but you're exactly right. Nougat is an ingredient. You don't just go buy nougat, do you? I mean, there is the Big Hunk candy bar, which I guess is just nougat, but that's the only thing I can think of. I'm so happy they didn't have Android Big Hunk. That that would have been a very unfortunate. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, um... I don't know. I think the entire Android N release or Android Nougat release has been really different because normally it's, hey, here's one big conference, Android whatever letter is coming out, and we're really excited for when you get to see it, and here's what it's going to look like. No, you can't have it. You can't have any bit of it for at least another six, seven months, and then it'll slowly trickle into the market Nexus devices first, right? Yeah. And I think Marshmallow broke that mold because they started releasing individual apps one at a time because they uh, de-linked the apps from the core Android OS so they could update them more frequently. And then Marshmallow just kind of dropped. And now with N, with Nougat, it seems almost like we've known about it for a long time. And... It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, we released more code for this. Oh, hey, by the way, here's a press conference. Uh, these features are in there. And it seems much less fanfare and much more slow rollout. So, Well, even the unveiling of the name and the statue at Google headquarters, I don't think. I just, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm accustomed to, to Android now and how the Google fanfare, does things. Yeah. But I just, I don't get excited for it like I used to. I've, I haven't seen any features with N that I'm just super stoked for. But again, I'm using a Samsung device now. So I don't even expect to see the update until first quarter of next year. Yeah. And let's be honest. The biggest features that Zoner and I like about our Samsung phones are Samsung features. Android Pay, fingerprint reader. I like that. You like Android Pay? Or sorry, Samsung Pay. Oh shit. I was about I to say you just made an I angel failed. cry. I did. Why do you have to an lie an so much, Sonner? An angel crashed and lost its wings. So horrible. Well, we can get Not into in that, that order. later here. Yeah. Um <laughs> Apple. Apple just patented an idea, which I hope to all things holy that we never see on the market. So people really hate it when you record videos of them at concerts. Uh, take Imagine your very favorite band and imagine that everyone in the concert is actually just recording the concert. On their crappy they, cell phone camera. On their crappy cell phone camera to be uploaded to YouTube. And... Didn't Adele just call someone out for doing that? I think so. I mean, back in the day, 
Um, Dave Matthews band, Blues Traveler, this was how they got known. It's because they actually encouraged people to do it because it was cheap publicity. You know, and Napster was a brand new thing. And, you know, file sharing was huge on college campuses. So, hey, by the way, your friends went and saw Dave Matthews band when they played at the Quad a month ago. Well, they just uploaded the video and let it go wildfire. So they actually encouraged it because it increased their notoriety. And, of but course, most, in those days, it took like two months to upload that video file. But hey. Right, right. Um, but now, you almost don't have to go to concerts because people are letting you just watch it on, on YouTube. Yeah. So they've done different things to try and discourage that. Uh, a lot more lights now are aimed out at the audience instead of at the bands. If you've been to a concert recently, you've seen this. A lot of concert halls now have uh, mist that gets sprayed out over the audience. I'm sure that's uh, to brainwash us, but also it really jacks our camera's autofocus. If you ever wonder why you have a really nice camera phone most of the time until you go to a concert and suddenly it can't focus on or take a clear picture of anything, that's why. That makes sense. Well, Apple has patented a new idea where if this goes through, they would have a device on stage that aims back out at the audience and disables the camera phone, the camera part, portion of the phone temporarily. Yeah, it's it's pretty evil. So it uses an infrared emitter uh, that basically is encoded with data and includes commands to disable the recording functions on your device. Um, now, why do we think this is so bad? If we just said how much of a douchey thing it is to record a concert, why is that a bad thing, Zoner? Well, you know, I mean, there is the intellectual property, but the thing that really scares me, and I think that this article puts it perfectly, it says, right about now, evil corporations, police departments, third world militias, and other assembled personages that prefer to operate without public scrutiny are high-fiving themselves into a lather. This, yep. I mean, that right there sums it up. If Apple comes out with a way to disable people from recording activities using their phone, because let's face it, everybody right now has a camera. Back in the day of Rodney King, some dude just happened to be there with his camcorder. Now, how many videos of Rodney King would we have? How many different angles would we have if that were to happen today? And it's because no, it does happen today. It, it does. It does. But, you know, I'm just using that as an example because that was, that was old school before everybody had recording devices in their pocket. But yeah, on one hand, it's protest annoying. Or... Yeah, yeah, on one hand, it's annoying. And on the other hand, it adds accountability back into society it does it does it is crazy and yeah i am i am not a fan of this at all I'm, i don't think anyone is i think it would be a horrible black mark against apple for them to try and actually develop this or release it I, I can see them doing it, and I something tells me this patent is going to be approved, and it's going to be freaking rushed to market. Because Here's hoping you it know isn't. That, 
there's a lot of a lot of entities as we just outlined that cannot wait for this technology to be in their hands. Mm-hmm. And people hey, wonder speaking, why I don't trust governments. Well, speaking of governments and technology and dumb things, a judge recently had a stroke or something while coming up with the decision and decided that home computers and home networks were not private property. And well, it, it, that's if they're connected to the internet because quote, or because no connected computer is quote immune from invasion. Well, here's a dumb thing. Nothing is, but just because someone can come to my house and kick in the door doesn't necessarily mean that it's not my home and I shouldn't expect a level of privacy, especially from law enforcement. I don't think it's a very good argument for law enforcement or the judicial system to say, well, hey, look, the criminals can just get in here, so we should have the access to do it, too. No, you're supposed to be better than that. It's basically saying that you have no right to privacy in your home because it's on a street with public access. Despite your doors, despite your home security system, despite your big dog in the front yard, because you're on a street with public access, you have no right to privacy. This is terrifying. And granted, this this ruling... This ruling came down uh, as part of a, a child porn thing. And, you know, we won't get into that. That's horrible. That goes without saying. But the fact that this judge is saying, well, despite the fact that this guy did all he could to protect himself and to protect his anonymity, he really has no reasonable right to privacy because he's on the Internet. And, yeah, well, and I see- get I get that there's hackers. I get that there's these people. But when was the last time you even got a virus, Zook? I mean, mm, it does. This ago. judge makes it, yeah. This judge makes it sound like it happens multiple times a day to everybody, not those who well, are see, careful. And the dumb thing is, and here it truly is the dumb thing about it. This judge could have had something I agree with entirely because I understand what he's getting at in principle. If only he had reworded it. Or, you know, had half a clue what he was talking about. Because it is one one thing to say, you shouldn't have any expectation of privacy while on the Internet. Your activities on the Internet should come with no guarantee of privacy, no matter what safeguards you take. Right? Yeah. And and, Especially from the government. (laughs) Well... You've said that. I've said it. Everyone said it. I I, yeah. I use the phrase, you know, the Internet, your situation on the Internet is kind of like you standing in your front yard screaming at the top of your voice. And no one can hear you because it's your area except for anyone around you. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. But so to say that your presence on the Internet has no guarantee of privacy that makes sense, and that is judicially sound, and that is legal, and it's right. But to say that your computer has no privacy is wrong. Yeah. It bothers it's, me. 
And there's just that I, they, someone needs to teach law enforcement the difference between activities on the Internet and activities at home. And even though you're using your home computer to browse the Internet, it doesn't suddenly make that home computer part of the Internet. Or the activities happening on the Internet be on your home computer. I'm not I, I, and I might not be eloquent enough to really describe it, but you know what I'm saying. and I'm sure our listeners do at the same time. Yeah, it, this is just, I, and I think I saw somewhere the judge is eighty-one years old, and I think okay. what we're, I think what we're seeing here is, an, a perfect example of a civil servant uh, who doesn't understand technology, given a case that is abhorrent, and saying, "Well, I don't know how the tech works." But what this person did was bad, so let me justify it as best as I can, trying to sound smart about the tech. And I think we're going to see that quite a bit. We've already seen it. I mean, we've talked about it with congressmen, how we need to get people there who understand how technology works if they're going to be making laws about technology. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, we've got a lot of headlines. We have more headlines this week than we have in a long time, and there's no way we can hit them all, but we need to pound through them. Um, Let's China talk about Eero. Let's quickly go to China. Okay. China wants Apple to monitor people in the App Store and report back on it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Thanks, China. Um, you don't Dell, think Apple's going to go for that? I, I think they no. will because I think they want the market. No, I, I don't think they will. That's a billion Chinese people, man. Yeah, billion yeah. potential customers. I mean, those robots at Foxconn aren't gonna like get pushed to the brink without it. <laughs> That's true. They'll just keep up. Um, Dell has announced that they are no longer going to make Android tablets which I totally understand, which is it's, it's a shame because uh, Dell has a uh, Android tablet out right now that's like one of the best, one of the best ones out there on the market. I forget which one it is, um, but it's also the newest, fastest. It's just the best. But Dell is going much more into the enterprise side of things, and Android tablets don't sell real well with enterprise. They don't bring in a lot of money. So it's not necessarily like a lot of people in the tech industry right now are saying, no, come on, Dell, you know, it's not that hard. You can make a decent one. Yeah, that's not their problem. They've already mastered that. Their problem is making a decent one and making tons of money off of it. The thing that really sucks about this is for those of you who have bought Dell tablets, they're no longer going to be supported. No more updates. If you get Tech support issues, yeah, you can or warranty issues, you can still send it in, but I mean, really, what's going to happen? Yeah, that's that's well, the real kicker here. Well, Dell is quite good with their warranty. When I was having problems with my Windows uh, 10 uh, tablet, uh, I kept having problems with that one. They said, "Sorry, we don't have this one in stock anymore. Um, let's just upgrade you to the 10 inch one, the one with the twice as fast processor, twice as much Ram, the brand newest one. We're just going to give this to you for free. We apologize. That is nice. Hey, um, and by the way, in case anyone was wondering, I did get my tablet back that I left on the airplane. Delta sent it out to me. Nice. Yeah. There are good people in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. 
You just have to pay them. Um, so we've taught AI now to write sports news stories. And it shouldn't surprise anyone that no one even caught on to that. Um, also, there's an AI that can, in a simulator, outfly a human jet fighter pilot in a war simulator. And the most disturbing part about this is that the AI can comfortably live on a Raspberry Pi. You know, we keep saying it. This is how the machines rise up. They gotta stop doing this with these bots and this AI. And I mean, we're all gonna die at the hands of our robot overlords. I mean, I. On one hand, I get it. They they want to take humans out of dangerous positions. They don't want to see humans die in these conflicts. But they're inadvertently creating Skynet. Where's our robotic um, gardener? I want an AI that can take care of my lawn for me. We got freaking vacuum cleaners with AI in them, man. <laughs> well, I can't send a Roomba out to my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only a matter of time. You, you know what I'm saying? That? I don't need I don't need a war dog walking around my front yard with uh, carrying, you know, 90 pounds of ammunition and a Gatling gun. I don't need a jet fighter. No, I I need something to go out there and prune my trees and pull weeds and mow. That would be awesome. Wouldn't Just it? imagine like a Roomba with a lawnmower blade on it chasing down like moles that have gotten in your backyard or whatever yeah have you ever seen lawnmower man <laughs> good times mm-hmm. okay so uh, uh let's see what's going on let's go to Eero now so the luma this was a favorite i don't know if it was yours or schmitty's but this was a it favorite. was mine i was a big supporter i pre-ordered the luma on November 19th, just a, a now, week what or, is the Luma? It was a week or two after they announced this Wi-Fi mesh router network of devices thing. It was amazing. Their concept is great. I love the concept. Uh, unfortunately, I got an, or I saw an, e, or a, not an email. I saw a article in Forbes, uh, Forbes.com a couple weeks ago saying, Lumas are ready. They're shipping. Okay, great. I ordered it in November. They said by the end of the spring. Okay, it, they're technically by the calendar. Yeah, they're on schedule. They're on time. And the article said we're shipping to everybody who pre-ordered. Okay, great. That's that's wonderful. I will wait eagerly. And I waited. And I waited. And then I started seeing people saying, oh, I went to Best Buy and bought one. And here I am waiting. And then I started looking on Reddit and their Facebook page and a few other places. There is a competitor called Eero that basically does the same thing. They got to market first. And they are handling the Luma launch better than Luma is handling the Luma launch. Well, on you, Mon- you're skipping over a lot of the problems that the well, pre-orders let let me get to that. So I got okay, an email okay. on Monday saying uh, your device will be shipped first part of August. So I got to wait another six weeks. Only communication I've heard from them other than we're getting ready to ship your device. What's your address? That was June 1st. 
they have not communicated at all with any of their pre-order customers. And they've got a lot of upset pre-order customers who are now going over to Eero, who is giving discounts to people for jumping ship, which is brilliant on Eero's part. I got another email on Monday saying, if you want to cancel your order, here's the here's the link you need. Um, oh, by the way, the product that you ordered, we're actually not going to ship you. We're going to ship you different colors because we don't have the color that you want. Okay, great, whatever. And then I got an email today saying... <laughs> Um, yeah, we had a deal with Best Buy long before we even announced the pre-order. So we've been shipping our product to them. But, you know, we are shipping product to the pre-order people as well. And, oh, by the way, if you do need your routers, like, sooner rather than later, email this address and we'll take care of that for you. It's just a complete disaster of a launch. Meanwhile, Not to mention, some people are getting, like, returned units brand new. Yes. I mean, one guy was saying, okay, so I ordered three gray units. I got two that were, like, cream and one that was smoker yellow. And none of them worked. I mean, there, and I've got inside information because of people that I know who actually ran the beta test for this. Um yeah, I've I've tried to remain optimistic throughout despite the information that I've been given. And it just got to a point this week where I canceled my order and I will be purchasing a, uh, an Eero as opposed to the Luma. They have just botched this release so poorly. Meanwhile, oh, and the reviews are not good. The reviews no. are really bad saying a lot of the features that are so, supposed to be the main selling points for the Lumas don't work. And, or if they're there at all, if they even exist. And granted, it's a startup. I understand that. I understand that not all features are going to be available at the onset. However, you need to not advertise those as main selling features if they're not going to be there. I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal. But I think it's amazing how Eero is all over Twitter. Anybody says anything about their problems with the Luma Eero is right there. Hey, let's talk. <laughs> we we can take care of you. Come come into our come into our office and let's have a discussion. It's it's amazing. I have I don't think I've ever personally witnessed a company step up like this and just flat out steal customers. I mean and the thing is, you know normally when you do a pre order they say, Oh, we'll charge you at the time of shipping. Yeah, Luma told me that. At least I thought they said that. And then they proceeded to immediately charge my credit card. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. They better ship (laughs) or I'm going to be pissed. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing how, how Eero is just stepping up. Their customer service is amazing. I've interacted with quite a few of their people, I think. And they are great. They are so good to work with. So I am going to be getting a Luma, or excuse me, getting an Eero probably within the next week I should have my units. And I will give a review as soon as I've got those up and running here on the show and let everybody know what I thought. 
Excellent. Well, um, we have a lot more headlines, and we're not going to get to them. So we invite you to come over to StolenDroids.com and take a look through them. We got ones about uh, Microsoft being hit real hard by a nasty zero-day virus that infected uh, half of their subscribers. With ransomware. <laughs> yeah. With ransomware. Um, Windows 10 may no longer be forcing you to upgrade, you know, just in time because it's only going to be doing uh, giving you the free upgrade for another couple weeks. Well, and they just got sued for $10,000 by a lady who had the upgrade forced on her. Yeah. Which I still don't think is happening, but that's my own that's my own opinion. Uh so we're going to move into our favorites though. But again, if you have uh if you want to see some of the ones we missed, head on over to stolendroids.com, take a look at them. Uh it was an interesting news week. Yes. Um mine is a different kind of favorite. There's no link. Um there's nothing you, there's nothing you want to search. You don't want to experience this. But I have seen no less than five different articles from different sources, plus numerous threads online on Reddit, on Twitter, on Facebook. Everyone is in agreement. I think everyone can agree that there's few things actually that everyone in the world can agree on. But I think one of them is that the new theme for the new ghostbusters one new ghostbusters movie with fallout boy and Missy Elliott is terrible. It's just so bad. It's I so bad. made it maybe 45 seconds into the song before I had to turn it off. I haven't even wa- heard it all the way through. My wife, who doesn't even love the original Ghostbusters like I do, I, I started playing it for her. She made it 15 seconds. She's like, nope, turn it off. <laughs> it's just... It's and, horrible. And to, be, to be fair, I'm going to go see the movie. I am. Because I think a few of those actors, at least, are funny. And I want to show my support for Ghostbusters. You know, I think right? all four of those women that they've cast in this are hilarious. I think they're extremely talented and... I think a lot of people are hating on it just to hate on it. Right. I I really hope that it's not as bad as people are expecting that it will be. But, you know, the original cast is all signed off on it. They say it's mm-hmm. really good. Well, all the living ones. Yes. Harold Ramis. All, all I know busted. is that if, if this, if the movie is as bad as this song, it'll go down in history as the worst movie ever made. Probably. Probably. So. Uh, my favorite is an Android app. It's it's kind of a simple thing. Um, it's called Energy Bar. And all it does is put a bar across the top of your phone and shows you how much life is left in your battery. And it's free, but there are in-app purchases. And I got to say, it's really nice because I look at my phone and I see, okay, I'm still in the green. Or, oh, dang, I'm down in the yellow. It's about halfway dead. Or if I'm down in the red, then I know I need to find a charger. Very simple concept. I think I've seen some similar apps like this, but never quite like this. Never presented quite this way. And I really like it. So, I mean, if you want to just tweak your battery or whatever so you can see on your Android phone, just go check it out. Excellent. Well, that is our show this week. Again, we really want to hear from you guys. 
Let us know what's happening. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Send us messages any way you can. Send a carrier pigeon. Um, until next time, cheers. Okay. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.